Hey guys, welcome back to Mick and Lay Podcast. This is Mick. And this is Lay. And that's the gardener outside. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect timing. I don't really know if they can hear that super well, but he's out there. He's out there. And he'll be gone soon. Don't worry. He's just doing his work. He's he's getting the money. He's getting the coin. Yeah, getting the coin. Yeah. So... This podcast is going to be a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, our yeah. last one was going to be a bit short, but that one ended up being kind of long. Kind of long. This one, there's actually like a cutoff time. We have so. a serious cutoff of 10.10. Yes. 10 a.m. and 10. So good minutes. morning to all you folks that are listening in the morning. Good morning. evening <laughs> to those people that are in the evening. Yeah. We're in the morning. We have our coffee. Mm-hmm. And we're just chilling. Leia mm-hmm. made me coffee with cinnamon on top and it just looked amazing oh yeah it's so pretty <laughs> that's cool um so should we do a quick recap of yesterday yeah yeah okay. let's do it so yesterday i had class and then i went and got some tacos with a friend of mine mm. and then i met mick back at my dorm i was about to say apartment that's that's weird that's not accurate <laughs> <laughs> at my dorm and we recorded you dyed your week. hair last night didn't you i did oh my gosh <laughs> you told me you were she but hasn't, i just forgot she hasn't looked at me all day you've <laughs> <laughs> been ignoring me really good really yeah it looks really thank good thank you it took to your roots really well yeah it kind of like it makes it look a little more natural in a way because yeah. your roots were lighter because mm-hmm. it grew out so it, like mm-hmm. It blends in a little bit better. Yeah, it kind of blends in. Because wow. it's not like a, a dyeing process, right? It's just yeah. putting color in your hair? Well, yeah, because it's... If you guys don't know, I dye my hair. Like, I've been using Target dye. Like, they're mm-hmm. just, like, dye that they have. And it's been working pretty well. Yeah, it looks so good on you. Thank you. It looks amazing. I'm a natural blonde. I feel like that's, I'm a broken record when I say that. Yeah, maybe. But... <laughs> If anybody else... It's a personality trait. <laughs> yeah, honestly. It's a number four thing. Oh, Enneagram. my gosh. Speaking of Enneagram, <laughs> what's this episode about today? Today is all about me, which is not my favorite thing because I'm a nine. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about... I mean, it's my favorite thing that it's about you. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, today we're going to talk about what it's like being an Enneagram nine, and... I want to talk about nines in general, but I also just want to talk about my experience because I don't want to speak for all of nines in general because mm-hmm. I've actually met so many people who identify with Enneagram 9 who are so different. Mm. And like including my, one of my bosses, my friends, mm. um, and just the two of them are so different from each other, but they're also so different from me. Mm. And so... I don't want a blanket statement, so if I ever do that in this talk, just erase that from your memory. Or just or take just, it with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a couple just, grains of salt. Yeah. Because um, also, people out there probably are like, ooh, Enneagram, I'm a click off this. Like, they probably... Oh, yeah. It's kind of controversial because, especially in the Christian world, people don't like it because it gives too much identity to someone. Or, like, people mm-hmm. tend to, like, make it, like their whole identity when it's really just a number and a, yeah. hypo- a hypothesis? 
hypothesis? A theory. A theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a theory about someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the reason why you and I like it so much is because it gives us room to empathize with the person mm-hmm. um, that you're in relationship with. And so yeah. one classic, classic example of this is that growing up, I thought Elena was Enneagram type two. Mm-hmm. And Enneagram type two, like that's a, that's a great Enneagram to associate with. But it was not you. And so I... Well, everybody would type me. Everybody yeah. would be like, you're an Enneagram too. And I'm like, okay. And then... You take it. <laughs> one day I was like, I don't feel that selfless. Or like, I don't I don't know if I like completely mm, agree relate yeah. Yeah, to the Enneagram. And then, yeah. yeah. So the way I saw it was, so she's supposed to be this, you know, leaning towards the selfless, mm-hmm. giving like always helping mode mm-hmm. but I grew up with a very different sister <laughs> not that you weren't not that you were like self selfish all the time mm-hmm. but you were very independent you didn't want to be told what to do I was self-aware I mean two and, usually yeah. twos do want to be told what to do so mm-hmm. that they can help people or yeah. like be a people pleaser but you mm-hmm. didn't want to be told what to do and so there are these contradictions happening all the time. It didn't line up. And you're like, what's up? This is like, a little sus. <laughs> it's like either like she's being really mean to me right now or it's a personality thing. Oh. So uh, eventually <laughs> I was quote that <laughs> either she's being really mean to me right now. That's just a personality thing. <laughs> Turns out it was personality. personality. And um, that was mean bro. <laughs> oh well we were mean to each other. Yeah. So um but it didn't click in my mind that you were a different type until I was on a road trip. All of us were my mm-hmm. um, the four of us as a family. I was with the car with um, mom in one car, and you were in um, a car with dad. Mm-hmm. And then we start talking about Enneagram, and I start talking about how you're a two. And mom goes, "Oh no, she's a four. I was like, "What? <laughs> what do you mean?" She's like, "Oh, I've known for like a year." I was like, uh, as like, she's like hiding it, like, like discovery that she's everyone. just hidden. I was like, why would you gatekeep that? <laughs> like, she's a four, what does that mean? And so then we spent the next hour just looking into what, yeah. what a four is, and um, it made so much sense. Mm. And then I saw you as a completely different person, mm-hmm. but also the same, like none, nothing about you changed. Mm. Just my um, way of interpreting your behavior and personality and goals and motivations Mm -hmm. that all changed and then you made sense to me Mm. and then I was able to love you way more because of it and I was able to empathize with you because Mm -hmm. I understood the motivations you had behind certain things or um, the losses you took during the day or Mm. you know things like that that helped me understand you better ended up making our relationship stronger yeah and so, healthier and healthier and so that is my pitch for enneagram <laughs> you can find Take me it at Nick and light um so but yeah so uh-huh. i love that you just like talked about me for like what i don't know how many minutes when it's about you because um we were talking about topics for podcasting and mm-hmm. kayla was like what if we just like talk about our enneagrams and i was like i love that idea what if instead we do what it's like being an Enneagram 9. Like, mm-hmm. what life is like. So I was like, I asked her, I was like, what is life like as an Enneagram 9? And she's like, let me tell you. And so then I was like, okay, podcast. Like, let's turn the mic let's on. Let's get those recorded. So that people that associate with Enneagram 9 can relate. Yeah. And or, I think yeah. another point to that is 
how I just talked about you for five minutes, and that's kind of an Enneagram 9 thing Red to flag. Do. Okay. Red flag. Um, not self-aware. Okay. okay. You are. I am. I yeah. am. Thank you. Um, so do you want me to go into yes, something? Yes, just go straight into it. Okay, straight into it. I just have a couple bullet points here. No big deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Enneagram 9, the name for Enneagram 9 is a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. So a peacemaker is anyone who... Um, leans more on the people-pleasing side and avoids conflict. And so Peacemaker's um, motivation is to have a peaceful surrounding at all times. Mm -hmm. And so um, what I've learned about this is that a lot of people, um, this might just be a me thing or an Enneagram 9 thing, I'm not sure, but um, a lot of people assume it's because Enneagram 9s don't like conflict outside of them Um, But that's not necessarily true. I think this peacemaker portion of the Enneagram 9 comes within like a selfish um, wanting or longing of stability within oneself. Mm -hmm. And so when a conflict outside of you makes you feel unstable inside, that's what we really don't like. Mm -hmm. And so I could go into a conversation with two, I don't know, my roommates or my friends. Like if someone's having a hard time with each other, and it doesn't really involve me or my emotions, I'm likely to go into that situation mm. and be a peacemaker in there. Um, but as long, like as soon as it touches my emotions or mm. if I get offended yeah. or something happens within me, I flee. Mm. And that's not being a peacemaker. That's being conflict avoidant. And so mm. there's kind of wow. like a back and forth of this peacemaker type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you were a true peacemaker, you would want to solve that within yourself Mm -hmm. um, and step forward into the conflict and, you know, be motivated to do that work and put in that work. And so whenever there's conflict in my relationships, I usually peace out. (laughs) So it's, that's kind of what the peacemaker means Mm -hmm. um, for the Enneagram 9. So um, I have a couple like other labels that are usually associated with this Enneagram. Um, two of them are pushover and indecision. Mm. And so I know I have a really good friend when they look at me and they ask me a question, do you want to drive or do you want me to drive? And I say my classic you know, response, oh, I don't care, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So I know they're a true friend when they ask me again, they're like, what would you rather do? Or mm. um, what sounds better to you right now? Mm. You know, I just had my roommate, Nikki, literally just asked this exact question do you want to drive or do you want me to I said I don't care whatever you want and she said what sounds good to you or what you know she Mm. kind of probed a little bit further like what would you rather or um she changed the question or she like yeah switched like Mm -hmm. how to ask the question I really did not want to drive that was my want (laughs) it was early in the morning we were going to stereoscope in Long Beach which just opened up and (laughs) it was 6 30 we got up super early to get free coffee, and she asked me, do you want to drive? Mm. I did not want to. Mm-hmm. And so just her, like, probing of, you know, what sounds better to you? It, it put it in a different question, like, perspective mm-hmm. or, um, you know, different type of question, mm-hmm. and it was really helpful. But I'm not saying every Enneagram 9 is a pushover um, or has indecision, but, you know, those kind of things can happen easily when our answer is, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You're like, great, you can, can you drive, like... I don't want to drive, you know. Yeah, that's good to know for people that have relationships with Enneagram 9s or, like, mm-hmm. if your mom is an Enneagram 9 or your boss or whatever, it's, like, good to, like, 
have this perspective of like what you're sharing Mm. so that they can then implement like oh I need to ask a different question a different way like you know yeah or just show showing that you actually care to Mm -hmm. hear the answer instead of just a you know offhanded who's going to drive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so showing that you care about what what the person wants is good um another big like key aspect for me at least is bottling up emotion Mm. and I I know it has something to do with vulnerability um, but I think as peacemaking that element as it comes back in it has something to do with regulating your emotion in like within you Mm. and um, I know from experience but I'm not sure if this is an Enneagram thing but um, People who grew up um, uh, people who grew up solving problems on their own as a kid, usually that like goes hand in hand with adulthood. Mm-hmm. So if you um, didn't get a ton of support in like handling your emotions as mm-hmm. a kid, you usually solve them on your own later. Mm-hmm. But because you've grown this um, adaptability to do that within yourself. And so that's why a lot of Enneagram Nines don't seek help mm. um, super quickly. And it's not like the go-to thing to do. And so, because they're kind of trained to do that on their own. They're trained to handle their mm. own emotions and kind of regulate that internal turmoil, you know, mm. um, internal world. And like be their own mediator almost. Yeah. Like they don't need someone else to help them mm. regulate it. They can like heal themselves. Mm-hmm. And like, sense. yeah, healing yourself. Um, and just being your own mentor kind mm. of thing. And so... Um, That's a lot to carry. Yeah. And it's hard, especially when the Enneagram 9 also has um, a conflict-filled like surrounding. Mm. So if like an Enneagram 9 has turmoil within themselves at the moment, and then also there's conflict around, um, especially if they're involved in it, it mm. just... It's a mess. Mm-hmm. So it's... Um, feeling kind of helpless in getting yourself to be better, if mm. that makes sense, because that's the norm. So you kind of expect yourself to help to help yourself get better. Mm. Um, but then when you can't, that's when those explosions happen of emotion. Mm. And um, if you're an Enneagram Nine, you might relate with just the the feeling of pushing down emotion until it can't um, be pushed down any longer. And so Elena knows, like, that will happen to me sometimes, and she'll, you know, I'll, I'll start crying, and she's like, what is this about? And then, like, I'll just bring up a ton of stuff. So much. And yeah. you're like, whoa, like, like I didn't mm. know you were thinking of all of that. And mm-hmm. so that can usually happen. It reminds me of the um, anxiety attacks we talked mm-hmm. about last episode, just the way they, um, they're in formation for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure that's super normal for an Enneagram 9 mm-hmm. with anxiety too um, just the feeling oh, yeah, I couldn't imagine just the feeling of like storing up all this mm-hmm. stuff for it to completely come apart so mm-hmm. for me it's usually around um, PMS <laughs> where that you know yeah, yeah. yeah. just like once it's a month usually that yeah. and not even once a month I, mm. I don't cry that often mm. and so um, wait so yeah. you cry like once every two months I would say once, a, yeah, once every other month or something. Well, so I don't like I don't remember the last time I cried. I do. I'm not sure. 
I know you do. <laughs> and that's very healthy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's kind of um, the bottling up emotion part. And this might be, I, I, I wrote this down because I'm not sure if it's just a me thing or mm. if it's um, a nine trait that other people associate with too. But um, people like, and ease, I can't talk. Um, <laughs> being easily annoyed at people who are being in a bad mood for no reason. Mm. Especially when it affects the mood of the group. Mm. And um, I think because I'm so aware of how I am suppressing or handling my emotion, Mm -hmm. I get annoyed really easily when people aren't self-aware enough to change their behavior in front of people, Mm -hmm. especially when it's dragging everyone down Mm -hmm. or making a huge scene. Like, I've... I mean, I'm still learning patience with that and um, how to, like, be okay with people needing to show emotion or Mm -hmm. needing, you know, that kind of attention to help help themselves get better. But um, something about just being mad for no reason Mm -hmm. and also, you know, putting everyone else down. It's just kind of like a pet peeve. Yeah. And it's always been that way. And so Mm -hmm. I... Yeah, I'm not really sure what else to say about that. Because you're so good at regulating your own emotion that when people are just so, um, what's that word? It's like flippant. Yeah. Or like like flippant about just like, oh yeah, I'm sad right now. Let's all be sad. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm really angry. I'm going to bring the group down. Let's all be angry about this. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're saying, look at me. I am regulating my emotions so well I am trying my hardest to like not be flippant in my emotion and not be like um like not embellish how I feel or like make it a big deal in the Mm. group why can't you do that too you're just like you're not even thinking twice about it you don't you're Mm. not considering like how your emotion is affecting other people or Mm. um how it's literally affecting the vibe and like the mood yeah um so I can see why that would be like a pet peeve yeah and some of it like me being annoyed um we're all entitled to our own emotions and we're responsible for them but I think some of it in my mind is justified just because it's like hurting Mm. everyone around so Mm -hmm. it's a little bit like in my mind I'm like what is do they have emotional intelligence? Like, mm. is that, like... And where I, is it? Where is it? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, and that's totally me judging and me um, coming at it of, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so better than you. Mm. And that's totally not the case. Mm. And I shouldn't be doing that. Um, but I think that's kind of where my mind goes in those situations of, like, do you understand what's going on? Mm. Um, but at the same time, I can't say that for every situation there's always something going on but Mm -hmm. I think um when someone assumes that their problem is worth everyone fighting over or or being involved in that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I feel like the line needs to be drawn Mm -hmm. um but that's all I know too that's all I've grown up with is Mm -hmm. myself regulating and for you know Mm -hmm. my surroundings so it's just interesting wow yeah do you have any other any other things? Um, never says no. Mm. That's a, I think, 
I could say that for Enneagram 9 is like a but statement. But I, I feel like in the past, let's say, um, year, mm-hmm. no, in the past, like, let's see, Are yeah, thinking? in the past year, you've gone, you've gotten a lot better with saying no. Yeah. And like, you've learned, I'm thinking of like orange, where we used to live. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like in that season, you learned kind of, and we learned with each other, especially living together, Mm -hmm. um, what that means to say no, and that I can't always expect you to say yes, and I feel like I'm protective over you because I don't want someone to take advantage of you Mm -hmm. emotionally of like, oh, she's just always going to say yes, like she's probably down with anything, I can ask her to do all these things, and she's going to say yes, Mm -hmm. and that's where my sisterly like no (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you have the right to say no Mm -hmm. you don't have to do everything and like even though you grew up regulating emotion like you're still allowed to feel it Mm -hmm. and you're still allowed to have emotion you're allowed to have anxiety attacks like so it's a hard like I love that you shared all this because I can now understand you at a deeper level of like um the inner workings of your mind because um, I feel like along with the peacemaker you're also like um, mediator sometimes or like you like to hear like my emotional health and like what I'm going through but it's like I love hearing about like the inner workings of like what it's like to be an Enneagram 9. Mm, yeah so. and I will say like if you're looking for a good way to love an Enneagram 9 like mm. just what you were saying of standing up for me and Mm -hmm. looking out to make sure I'm not being taken advantage of just because you know how difficult it is for me Mm -hmm. that's the best way to love me Mm -hmm. like I'm maybe not the best way but it's something that just hits the core and Mm -hmm. when you do that it feels like you really see me Mm -hmm. and I feel completely known and seen when that Uh, happens and so that's like probably the sweetest thing oh yeah that's so sweet yeah and that works that's like that's what happened with um my roommate the other day when she Mm -hmm. said like what do you actually want to do what do you prefer but stuff like that is making me feel seen Mm -hmm. so that's good well thanks for sharing today um if you guys are interested in enneagram stuff um sleeping at last is like a band i guess and he has music out that's like about Enneagram so like Enneagram 9 there's a song for the Enneagram 9 Enneagram 4 there's a song for me um but he also has a podcast that talks about Enneagram stuff so if you guys are really interested and just want to keep listening to a podcast I know this is kind of short but um just hop over to sleeping at last podcast and then mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um also I was gonna say we could also do it like a part two um, of yours, since this is kind of short, but... Yeah, well, we should talk about yours as well at some point. Yeah, well, we could do that, and then, um, we can talk about Enneagram 4, which is what I associate with, and then we could do a joint one of, like, what, what it's like having a sister that's an Enneagram 9 and a sister that's an Enneagram 4. Oh! And then... The tips and tricks. Yeah, (laughs) so I guess this is a series, so welcome to the series, guys. It won't be immediately following this, but we'll, we'll catch up on it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And if you guys want to let us know, like, if you have any questions or, um... Or want us to research a specific number. Yeah, and talk about it. We could do that as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
this is I love this topic so let us know what you guys think yeah. follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. at Mick and Lay and yeah thanks for listening thanks for listening we love we you we love you bye, bye.